Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions Podcast. This is Amats here with B Pimp. Episode 142. B Pimp, what's up with you? I'm doing great, especially because it's 142 now. Is this the person that you're thinking of? Vin Baker. Oh, hell yeah. Vin yeah. Baker. And you know why that made me excited when I realized he was up for this episode? Because that he was kind of like a huge... I think we spent like a good hour talking about Vin Baker in our <laughs> prototype whiskey sessions recording yeah. <laughs> that was done at like two in the morning on a, on a whim. Yeah. It was uh, our beta episodes. Yeah. We realized maybe not so much Vinnie Baker talk. Yeah. Although it was great to do a deep dive on one of the greatest power forwards of ever, yeah. of, of all time in the NBA. In his prime, he had a really good skill set. Set of moves, very smooth, soft touch. Yeah, good. Yeah, and we did for a little back, a little whiskey session lore. We did. Was that because did we intend to record that day? We knew we were going to do a podcast when we ended up recording, but I just can't remember if it was like impromptu because we had had some whiskey already, or if we said that's the day, and then it just ended up being later than we planned on starting. <laughs> I do not know. I don't remember. Yeah, definitely used to be more inebriated for these for these things than I am now. Yeah, we but used to get we had some sloppy episodes. <laughs> we should bring that back at least for a couple of episodes. Record them much later in the day. Yeah, just be like trashed for them. Just have like well, we do that five like on the spot. I like that a lot, yeah. and with the um, cheap beer episode that we're gonna do, I think, lends itself quite nicely. We have to decide, and maybe we can talk about it here a little bit, but like, what are, I mentioned via text, we should try six beers so that uh-huh. we have a top five, and then we have one that we like give the boot to, kind of a mix right. of the top five and smooth train boot idea. What do you think are the six prototypical cheap beers to try, though? Well, here, I have an important question, which will help me come up with my ideas. Do you consider the flagship domestic beers as cheap beers like yes. Budweiser Miller Lite yes MGD well okay then I think you have to have for me it would be like Budweiser High Life uh, okay. then like PBR and maybe like a couple of regional picks okay so you're thinking not like not Bud Light not Miller Lite not I'm fine I mean, I would be open to that if that's what you if that's what you prefer. I just that's how I think of it. Like I tend to always go with the okay, and I picked High Life for Miller just because I think High Life is better than the other two. But we can agree, we can like have a voting system or something. No, I mean it's tricky. I I, I would love to hear from our listeners too. If you had to pick six cheap beers and they could right. include the main ones, and they have to be more or less available everywhere because I hams. Yeah, like hams. I don't even know how easy it would be to find hams for me, but I would like to do that one. Like, yeah, some kind of bud, some kind of Miller, some kind of Coors, right? PBR. Yep. Uh, I could see hams. I would kind of like to throw in Tecate. Okay. Uh, but then I like that group. That's like that's a good six. I'm trying to think of there. Are there any in that that we're missing? Like a super obvious. Like a go, what's another go-to cheap beer that you see people getting a lot? I'm trying to, I think 
that's kind of it unless you go gross into the like almost a 40 or almost yeah. liquor which i don't want to do at all <laughs> no i don't even want to do like keystone or no something weird like that milwaukee's best yeah uh natty light natty ice no right yeah yeah i don't know i mean i feel like we definitely have to have bud miller coors pabst yes I don't know what exactly the Bud Miller cores are. The Paps is a normal PBR. So then we've got two open spots, really. Yeah. And I agree with Tecate, so I, I would say maybe we have five already that... Yeah, but I like hams. If I can find that easy enough, which I think I probably can, I would be up for doing hams, for sure. Okay. And I think that that mix... I think now that I'm thinking about it more, maybe the light is the way to go, because then it's each of the brand's lights, and I think that's a more that's going to be tougher for us. Mm -hmm. I think I'll know High Life because High Life kind of has a specific taste to it. Yeah, and I agree. And I think Budweiser does too. And so does like, if we were to get like the banquet beer, which I think is a great beer, like I wouldn't even put on the cheap. I mean, I guess it still is, but like if we're going to have Coors Original and Budweiser and Mil and MGD, those all taste very different. But I feel like the lights are closer. Yeah. Only tough. That will be tough. I, uh, yeah, we'll have to enlist some help from our respective wives. But basically, we'll just have to pour them all in six glasses, maybe put a letter next to each glass, and then write down which is which on a note card, but only give it to us afterwards or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, pretty much. I told her, she's like, what do you need? And I explained, like, I need you to pour the beer, so I don't know what they are. And she's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, on the other hand, might get some pushback. All right. We, in this episode, I, I love looking forward to other episodes, but this episode I'm really looking forward to because we brought this idea up in the last episode or the episode before of the top five hot takes. And when we talked about it in our last episode, the hot take was... You know, Prince is a great artist and he has some good songs, but most of his music is bad. Like, right. that's a hot take. Uh, so I, I had a lot of fun putting this together. I have a ton of different hot takes. Maybe some of them are hotter than others. And some of them are a little weirder than others. But where did you start when you were thinking about putting together this list? I thought about things that I have expressed and gotten reactions from people that make me think I have a hot take on that item. And then I focused on those areas and then I was trying to think, and I, and I almost think that may have led me into a weird area where they're very, I don't know. I wish I, I kind of wish I had more like, this is a music one. This is a sports one. I kind of have a mix, but it's a lot. It's also just a lot of like strong opinions that I have basically. <laughs> yeah. I tried to do the balance thing too. And, and for the longest time I had two different movie ones in my top five and I did take one of them out, though I still liked it. Uh, so yeah, tough list to put together. But what I do know is that all of my hot takes are genuine and correct. Hey, that's it. That's why they're hot. Yeah. Uh, all right. I've got a whiskey to try this. It blows my mind that I have never heard of this whiskey before. I got it at my local liquor store, uh, which is not a great liquor store. Like <laughs> the options are limited. 
Uh, is that the one we went to together? Yes. Okay. Uh, and this is called John Barr Blended Scotch Whiskey. Have you heard of this? The branding mm. looks very typical. Like I should have heard of it. it yeah. Looks so cheap, but it is cheap. It's about $20. Um, so, I mean, it could be cheaper, but that's, and the bottle is glass. I'll give it that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's that's yeah, cheap for a scotch for sure. Definitely. So blended scotch whiskey, John Barr, reserve blend, distilled, blended, and bottled in Scotland, uh, in uh, John Barr and Company, which is in Glasgow. It is 40% alcohol by volume. Anything else to say about it? Named for one of the great whiskey men of modern history. No, I don't know. I've never heard of him. Uh, and we run a Whiskey Sessions podcast, so... I think we might know. <laughs> yeah, I think we might know. Sorry, John. John Barr, uh, Reserve Blend, marries single malt and grain whiskeys from the Speyside and Highland regions. This harmonious blend is smooth, elegant, and refined, like its namesake, who introduced the world to a richer style of Scotch whiskey. It is tradition moved forward. Wow, it's a progressive scotch. Yeah, we'll see. All right, I am going to open this bottle. Uh, of course, it is a screw top. I am yep. going to put it in a, uh, a glass with one big ice cube, my normal whiskey drinking glass. I'm going to give it a smell. It does look like, the bottle does look like it should look for whiskey, like what you were saying. You know, like it doesn't look like something from like the bottom shelf that is like barely put together. It looks like kind of polished, I think. It does. Yeah, it's basic branding elements are okay. It's a glass bottle. It's I, I might just be judging it solely on the price. So we'll see. The smell is, the smell almost has like a bit more of a almost like citrusy slash anise note than I'm usually used to smelling. I, I'm kind of detecting both of those things. Or it must be some combo of that that's neither one that I'm, I'm not quite pulling out, but something along those lines. So I'll give it a taste. The color is very light, like a almost like an Irish whiskey-looking color to it. Also, it is very light. Uh, it has a little bit of a bite, not very much smokiness. Honestly, waiting to see what kind of sensation it has as it as it moves down the throat. It's a bit of a warming sensation, but um, the bite doesn't have a lot behind it. And if I'm being honest. And I don't think I'm having this problem anymore with my long COVID. I think my taste buds are back. It does have a bit of a metallic taste to it. It's not so <clears> strong, <throat> but you know me and, and listeners know that once I detect even a, a sense of that metallic bitterness, I have a tough time getting off uh, on uh, enjoying the rest of my sip. It's bar it bars you from liking the whiskey any further. It does. But I'll give it a second step. Yeah, I was going to say, your reaction wasn't like, you didn't do a spit take, so that's a good start, but... No, I, if I'm being honest, I expected this probably to be worse than it is. Okay. But after the second sip, hmm, yeah, metallic taste is sitting a little bit more, and it's, it just, it's got a little bit of a punch, which I kind of like, but then the longer you sit with it, it's just this 
thin metallic taste. It's got no body. I, it feels weird to me that it's a scotch. It doesn't even really taste like a scotch to me. It just tastes like a little more middle of the road, like nothing. Uh, mm. I am going to give it the boot. I think you could do worse for a whiskey. Uh, and at this price point, it's not awful. But at the same time, I'd be negligent if I said people should go out and get this. I, I don't think they should. It right. might be an okay mixer. I think like if I put this with a Coke or something, I, I probably wouldn't notice, not notice anything particular about it. It's mostly outside of the slight metallic taste, like very inoffensive. Okay. Maybe that's what it's for. That's maybe their demographic they're going for. I think so. I would mix this with something, but overall, I'm going to give it the boot. Sorry. Got it. Hey, you know, this is, it's important work and you have to take it seriously. And if it's not meeting the, even with the sliding scale for price that we always try to have, like if it still doesn't meet that standard, it's, it's going to be out of here. Yeah. It's, you know, even if it was $15, I would still give it the boot. It's, I think a bit like, say you have taste on a scale of one to 10 and you have price on a scale of one to 10 mm -hmm. and the price here is, well, let's say the, the 10 being the cheapest, which doesn't really make sense, but the price here is an eight or a nine. Yes. And the taste is maybe a three or a four. I still, for me to put something on the smooth train, it's got to give me at least, you know, 13, 14 points total between the two. Uh -huh. So it wouldn't even matter. It wouldn't quite matter even if it was like a nine on the price point or a 10 would be close. Maybe if it was like $8, $10 or $8. Yeah. But it's still low enough on the taste. It's not, it's not a one or a two, but at three or a four on the taste, it's just, it's just not going to get there. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, could be worse. Uh, but overall, John Barr is getting the boot. Not a steel-toed boot, but it's a boot. It's a boot. It's a it's a firm boot, but not a Southern Comfort level boot. No, that that is one uh, on that scale. All right, we got to talk about our hot takes. I've got a bunch. They are burning a hole in my phone. Uh, I'm excited to go over them. I kind of tested out a few with Maggie. She said they were all stupid, so I'm feeling great <laughs> about them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mine are, yeah. I'm going to see how, if anybody, if I get any reaction from any of our listeners on this, like how, how hot are these takes? Yeah. Some I think are really going to take people up. Uh, and some maybe won't. Uh, we shall see. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into it. These are our top five hot takes. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. Okay. D-Pimp, what is your number five? hot take my number five hot take is you should not go to college whoa coming out the gate swinging especially considering we both went to college or at least i say i did yeah <laughs> yeah i just think i mean i think most people shouldn't shouldn't go to college like i just don't think that the value unless you have a very spit like if you are a super, super strong person in math, let's say, and your dream is to become like a math, you know, a mathematician or a professor of math or a, you know, like a statistical a job, like what, like an actuary, some kind of very specified 
career that you are just like, this is what I want to do. The only way to get into that is to have a degree. You plan it, you're aware of it. You know how much it costs. You get a, you get a conversation with somebody who gives you the raw numbers of like, not just like, Hey, I'm going to take out a loan, but this is what you're signing up for when you go to college. Mm -hmm. Like if you can do that, I'm not trying to dissuade those people, but I think most people would be benefit would benefit from not having that be their focal point while they're going through their, their earlier schooling. Well, they could just let the path take them where it leads them. Like maybe you, maybe you have your career is something that has no, you have no need for any degrees. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I won't go as far as your hot take, but I do agree that like probably not as many people who go to college or even get like advanced degrees should be or need to be doing that. Right. Which is also uh, an abs- absolute racket right now. Yes. Yes. Uh, which is part of the problem. And yeah, actually, you know, a higher percentage, although I think it's flatlined over the last 10 years, a higher percentage of people go to college than ever before. And I actually think that's probably not good. Right. There's so many people that would be really good at like a trade or something that they just, there's like a, the stigma, you know, like all you hear growing up is like, you should be going to college. You should be going to, when are you going to get your scholarship? Whatever. Instead of like, Hey, you're really good at that. You should just go to like maybe get an associate's degree or something. I don't know. Like something totally cheaper and more manageable. All right. I can get behind that hot dog. Good one. All right. Uh, it's not like I said, I can get behind that hot dog. I meant to say I can get behind that hot take. <laughs> Okay, here is my number five hot take. Having your cake and eating it too is a dumb nonsense expression and cake isn't even that good. That is a hot take. I that's love a it. hot take. It's kind of a two-parter. Yeah, that's two for the price of one. And I agree with you. Whenever I hear that saying, I get upset for some reason. It's dumb. I don't even get it. It is. I did look into it because I was so perplexed that I kept hearing it. And I was like, what does this mean? It just basically means once you eat the cake, you can't have it anymore. <laughs> oh, well, that's dumb. It is dumb. I, I'm still standing behind my outfit. I agree. I'm not trying to like it, once I saw that somebody explained it, I was like, okay, I get what pe- why people say this at least, but still it's, yeah. it's c- too confusing. And I'll, I'll stand behind my second part, too. Most cake is just, like, not that good. Maggie asked me for my birthday what kind of cake I wanted. And it took me a while because I was like, I don't know. What kind of cake do you want? I'm probably not going to want it that much. <laughs> do you like other desserts more than, like, ice cream or, cake or pie or something? But yeah, like pie. There's a lot of variations of types of pie that are good. Um, I like ice cream. I like those two things put together. Yeah. But, yeah, cake. Yeah. I agree. I'm not, I don't remember the last time I ate cake. Yeah. All right. What's your number four? My number four is something I have to look at now because I forgot it. Oh, you just said this. And I think you're going to be on board with this possibly as well. Insurance of any kind is a racket. Ooh, that's a good take. I wish I thought of something like that. I hate insurance. I hate dealing with it. I hate the concept of it. I hate the like, enforcement of like you have to in order to drive, i get why this happens i just hate it you have to have auto insurance in order to drive your car you have to have blah 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 insurance like i just insurance sucks and then i think about i don't like the fact that they've gotten into my brain because i just got a couple new golf clubs not anywhere near the amount of money that you would have to spend to insure something but just it even entered into my mind i'm like oh i just got these clubs what if somebody just like takes my golf bag and I'm just out that money. I just spent on these golf clubs. I started thinking about like insurance. I was like, what? 
I think that's why this is this is my number four because I was so annoyed with myself when I thought that. But. Yeah, that's a good read. Also, just the insurance, especially forced insurance in a lot of areas, drives up the prices of the thing that you're insuring against. Yes. And dealing with insurance companies is fucking annoying. It's the worst. Yeah. It's all the worst. I mean, it's just the, nothing gets me more fired up than talk. Cause I know a little bit about like health insurance and how it works and how like, I, I just, when I see things that are covered and are not covered in a policy or whatever, I just know what the, I know what goes into them determining that. And it just makes me upset. Like, I just don't like insurance. No, same. I think my reaction to things like that is just like, you know what? I'm just not going to go see a doctor. There that, you go. That will be, that'll make that easy. That's what I think a lot of America has chosen that as well. And we just, we <laughs> my just doctor, <laughs> my doctor has had two children since the last time I saw her. And she went on like maternity leave for quite a while. And, but I've been using that as an excuse to like not go to the doctor. I was like, ah, she's on maternity leave again. I guess I'm not going. She's that's been that way for four years and I haven't gone. Well, you got to wait till those kids are in college. Oh yeah. <laughs> then I will go back. She's busy. Yeah. All right. Number four, you read this one ahead of time. I was debating whether I was keeping it in my list or not, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. Almost all Tom Cruise movies are great. See, now I could have had the same one and almost all Tom Cruise movies are awful. <laughs> That's how I feel. All right. First of all, <laughs> Minority Report, one of my favorite movies. I think okay. that movie is awesome. Edge of Tomorrow, whoa, underrated gem. Five, uh, okay, I'm going to say charitably four. Four of the Mission Impossible movies are great. You want okay. a different type of Tom Cruise? Born on the 4th of July. Rain Man, A Few Good Men. I haven't seen the latest Top Gun, but I think it's probably really good. <laughs> I mean, there's just, a couple of movies in there that are not good, but a lot of them are at least interesting. Like Oblivion was kind of interesting and War of the Worlds was not that great, but it was at least interesting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a weird actor. I wouldn't even say he's a very good actor. He's like a certain type of actor, but he commits to his roles. He does all these like crazy stunts, which are insane, but like enjoyable to watch. And the movies are good. Hey, you know, I can't, I can't really say anything other than that. I've always found Tom Cruise unsettling. And I think it's just because I've seen too many Scientology documentaries. Honestly, it's probably why. Oh, he's super unsettling. I, yeah. I, I am not defending that side of him at all. No, I know. I think I just have the, I don't have as good of an ability to watch something and go, I, I don't care what Tom Cruise does in real life. Like, this is just a movie I'm watching. I'm just like, Tom Cruise, I've seen him do some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Number three, what you got? Number three for me is the 90s were a fantastic decade for music. I love this hot take because most people will disagree with you and there's something very wrong with those people. This is a, yeah, this is like a, a combative hot take. Cause I don't even like, I wouldn't say it's the best decade for music of any decade ever, but I just think I hear people shit on the nineties for some reason all the time. I feel like it's the one I hear the most where people are like, the nineties sucked. There was no good music in the nineties. What are you talking about? The nineties was great. Yeah. You had, Runge, and you had yes. uh, some awesome hip hop. 
yes. from, from going from like early 90s, like really smart, great, like a tribe called Quest, uh, Souls of Mischief, uh, like, well, Jungle Brothers. Soul, yeah, Dale Soul is Dead, I think it's from 90. Yeah. Like part of the 80s, but like, you, so you have great hip hop. You have really fun, like, jock jams going into the middle of the decade. Then you've got the East Coast-West Coast battle going toward the end of the decade. Hell yeah. Like, really good. Yeah, you have, never mind, like, Nas and Jay-Z starting. And to, and you have great hip-hop throughout the decade. Yes. And kick-ass back to the basics rock. I would much rather hear that rock than 80s hair metal. Yes, 100%. And I think it's because grunge, I think it's just because all the, maybe the reason it's a hot take for me and I feel strongly about it is a lot of the genres I like had a very strong decade. So, I mean, for me, I'm like, yeah, this is all great. I don't know what you people are talking about. Other than like Lou, ba- Lou, Lou Bega or whatever, Mambo, like some of those weird one hit wonders. Like, yeah, what, a, you had what some, a great decade. Yeah. But like the 80s had weird one hit wonders too. Yeah. Like I, I don't she know. blinded me with science. Yeah. I'm for it. I think that is a great, great hot take. Uh, and I'm 100% on board with it. All right. My number three. Football is not a good sport and is only popular because its counting stats and game frequency make it easy to gamble on. <laughs> I like this. It's stupid. So many football games end with field goals, which uh-huh. is like so weird. It's so like anti- the way the sport normally is. It would be like if every single NBA game ended on free throws. It feels like the majority of football games, close football games, end that way. Yeah. Fucked. Like, that's stupid ending to that sport. The rest of it is brain injuries and, uh, (laughs) like, three and out, followed by commercials. Like, it's awful. Football is awful. It only works because it's like event based and it's got those counting stats and people like it because of that. But I think it's almost an unwatchable sport and it's lame. And fa- like fantasy football, basically the betting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Betting either on the sport itself or fantasy, especially. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like football. I like the strategy of football, but I totally understand. I really can't argue with most of what you said, honestly. So <laughs> I understand. It is weird. The field goal thing is weird. That would also be like, I think free throws is a good analogy or like, it would be like having a home run derby determine baseball, (laughs) right? Or something, just something like, yeah, it's a part of the sport, but why is it like always determining things? It's weird. It seems like it is. And then like you either heroicize the, the field goal kicker or shit on him. And it's just, it's just weird. He comes in for like five seconds in a game. This is a tangent, and I won't make it long, but I, I have been reading a book about football, and the guy was discussing barefoot kickers, which is something that I wish was still around. <laughs> there was like a handful of them in the 70s and 80s, and then Jeff Wilkins from the Rams did it in 2002 for eight games, and then he switched back to a shoe. Really? Yes. Now, see, that's pretty bold. Yeah. And the I reason think... was... Oh, go ahead. I might well, get on board with football if that was more prevalent. I think if every kicker was forced to not wear shoes, I would be I would be interested. But I guess it was feasible in the seventies and eighties. The ball was a lot different and easier to kick with no shoe on, and like the shoes were bad. So the guys were like, rather than wear a bad, there was not specialized kicking shoes yet. 
So they were like, rather than wear a shoe that doesn't really work, I'm just going to take the shoe off and kick. And I think one guy had like, he kicked a 59 yard field goal with no shoe on and was like the Super Bowl winning kicker in the mid 80s for the Patriots. I was floored by all this. I was just like, what? That is crazy. Yeah. Huh. Uh, all right. If you can kick at 59 yards with no shoe on, that's impressive. Yeah, I agree. What is your number two? My number two might shed some light on why I had such a strong anti-take to your Tom Cruise one, but my okay. number two is most movies are bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. That's honestly how I feel. I can't remember. Like I will get up for maybe let's say like the bond franchise or even in an ironic way, like some of the fast and the furious movies, like when those come out, I'll be like, all right, maybe I'll watch that. Or, you know, like every so often I see a movie like the John wick movies are like three billboards outside. I mean, like these random movies that I see a preview. I'm like, I might like that. And I watch it. And I like it. But vast majority of movies I see promoted or hear about, I'm like, I could never see a reason for me to watch this. Like, I don't understand what's going on. There are, like, enough movies, too, where when I'm watching them and they make some interesting, like, bad decisions in the movie, I always, I'm so confused as to, like, like, what writers wrote that or what director spliced that together or what was the actor's take on delivering a performance like that? Yeah. There are some movies that are just, like, fascinating in that sense i do i do i tend to watch i know this this is true for me it's how i live my life because i tend to watch a movie i almost always am looking at them when at least and i are trying to figure out what to watch i'm looking at the ones that are going to be bad i just take that as a given but that i will laugh at in like an entertaining way rather than bad and boring so i'm just assuming it's bad and i'm trying to pick bad entertaining instead of bad boring. for me i go in the same way assuming it's bad but my second metric is is not so much the entertainment value, but it's actually the length of the movie. Oh yes. If it's bad in eighty or ninety minutes, I'm like, fine. Let's just yep. I totally digestible at that length. If it's bad in like two and a half hours, I'm like, well, oh, Jesus. Like I'm not That's, time to that. Yeah. I watched Lisa and I watched Saving Silverman, which is a movie that I saw in high school and paid to see in theaters. That movie is awful. It is terrible. It, it is, is so, so unfunny. Jason Biggs as a leading man in anything. What what was the world doing? Like he looks like he just wandered into this. He's like a little kid that's like looking at. He's on the movie lot for a tour, and is like, "Yeah, you want to do this? All right, we got yeah. Jack Black and this guy from Steve Zahn. Go ahead, go nuts." Jack Black's early career is pretty funny. He he's uncredited in this movie, and this movie is also one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But is uh, the the second I know what you did, I, I, I still know what you did last. Yes, that's bad. He's in it. Uh, I remember that. He is not credited, and it's awful. It's uh, terrible. Yeah. It's, um, speaking of kind of bad movies that we watched that are short recently, like we just watched Clueless last week, mm-hmm. which has got some funny moments in it. Uh, but that movie has like, I don't think I've ever had seen a movie that had like more aggressively no plot at all. Yeah, I think actually Lisa and I watched it in the last six months or so, and we had the same like kind of confusion when we were and watching then, it. Yeah, and then suddenly in the last ten minutes, she falls in love with her stepbrother, which is gross for a bunch of reasons, both the age gap <laughs> and the fact that it's her stepbrother. Yeah, um, and then it's over. Yeah, yeah, 
That's what it's, it's awful. Well, I, mean, I think it's awful, but it's like it's yeah, it's just weird. It is, and I think it's now that we have these streaming services who part of their value prop is like we have a library of movies. Like I'm, we tend to, especially because we just went through a pandemic. Like we tend to on the weekend sit there and go, let's watch a movie. Like let's look at all these hundreds and hundreds of movies that we have at our fingertips. So we're just watching all this stuff that maybe we heard about or never saw before, and we're just like. Most of the time, we're like, what is this? <laughs> What's yeah. going on? I will say, uh, Maggie and I have been kind of making our way through Korean horror movies lately. Mm. Those are, some, not all of them are good, but they're all at least like pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, we watched this one, I can't remember what it was called, but I'll, I'll look for it, where a person calls another woman on the phone who's about the same age, 20 years in the past. So I don't know why this is like some like time shifting phone. That part's never really explained, which is fine. But then <laughs> the woman in the past is actually definitely got a screw loose and starts messing with this woman in the past. So she like kills people from the woman's actual life and they, they like disappear. And it's, it's like pretty creepy because she can't stop this woman from doing this. And it's uh, initially she's trying to help her, but yeah, pretty weird. It was good. Wow. Yeah, I'll figure out what it's called. It's, um, but yeah, that was a good movie. Uh, okay. Number two. Stay with me on this one. I'm not even sure it actually makes sense. And it's incredibly self-absorbed. Um, <laughs> but there is no heaven or hell. But we all live in a constantly diverging personal timeline that gets better or worse depending on how we act. So basically the video game Beyond Good or Evil. I don't even know what that game is, but maybe. Or Fable, uh, where you make choices. Oh, well, yeah. A little bit yeah. like that. Except okay. there let me how can I best explain this? The choices I have made personally actually don't affect me personally. My personal life is pretty good, I would say. But the our cultural zeitgeist slash so and environmental. So global warming. I don't know, like Trump ever being elected. Oh. Actually are all impacted by things that I have done wrong in my own personal timeline. Oh, so wow. Yeah. So I have to learn how to turn my life around. So that kind of stuff gets better. How's that? You're putting, you're putting a lot on your shoulders. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's how it is. Okay, well, hey, this is you've just, you've just proclaimed it, so I mean, I guess that's true. So, like, come on, man, get it together. I know, <laughs> get I know. Some I, I, I am dropping the ball. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. I mean, the Cubs winning the World Series. What was I think? Oh wow! You're, so you're basically like a you're putting yourself in the position of like a Lex Luthor type figure, where yeah. like you're in charge of things. Almost. Oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And everybody else just exists within my own perception of my timeline. Okay. I like it. This sounds like a good movie plot, by the way, if you were good originally. Movie. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. work on writing it out. Uh, okay. All right. We're down to it. What's your number one? My number one hot take is that the NBA should be the most popular slash successful sp pro sports league in the U S by a landslide. I totally agree with that. It's kind of related to your football tirade, which was awesome and inspired. I just think like, as far as the way leagues act, I'm not saying the NBA is perfect, but they're by far the most, I think, player friendly of the pro sports leagues and kind of like forward thinking and 
cosmopolitan and like just fair, like much more fair and like quicker to adopt things that are good for the most of their employees. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just seems like that there's things I don't like. Like, I don't like this whole, the whole China stuff that goes on with the NBA a lot where I feel like they're just putting their profits over maybe human rights type things. Obviously I'm never going to be in favor of that, which is why live golf sucks. But like, this is, this is just, it just seems like they're way better than everybody else. And I feel like for a big conglomerate, like that makes so much money. That's what we should hold the standard to. Like the NFL should be for even because the product sucks. Like that's one thing, but like for the choices that they make as a business and like what they do, the fact that Deshaun Watson just got the biggest guaranteed contract in the history of the NFL and is coming off of having 25 women accuse him of sexually assaulting them is beyond anything I could possibly ever comprehend. Like it doesn't make any sense. It is ridiculous. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. And and to some extent, like there are certain things about the NBA that are like, I would say individual player recognition is probably the best out of any sport. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, Football would be the next one up, but I still think there are more NBA players in the cultural zeitgeist than probably football players. Yeah, absolutely. Football maybe, but like, but yeah, the ratings are not the highest. Um, and yeah, I don't know what I, I, I totally agree with you though. Yeah, I feel like it should be a battle for second between like NFL, MLB, you know, whatever else you want to throw in. I think that. I know what will get it to first though, and it's you got to bring the Sonics back. That's like, right. That's the problem. Like, it is the missing of, piece. Of all the things the NBA has done right, that injustice lingers in the mind of every American. Oh, now this is going to be a tough question that I'm about to ask you. Do you think, from your number two, that you are responsible for the Sonics moving to Oklahoma City? I guess I am. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And there are other timelines where I did things correctly where they are still in Seattle. Okay. This is almost kind of like the one, too, in a way. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, Which is a good movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> except, jokingly, I, I like tried to kick the air today just to see how high I could kick, and I almost like ripped my hamstring. So I'm no jet lead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, my number one, and uh, parents, cover your ears out there. Having two kids is not that much harder than having one. Oh, okay. I am so sick of these parents, and I know my second kid's not that old, so maybe I shouldn't be saying this yet, but of these parents saying, it's not like one plus one. It's, it's exponentially harder than that when you have the second kid. Baloney. It's fine. The second kid has been so easy. There you go. You just... yeah. I would say it's like, it's like one and a half times harder than having one kid at most. How do you, how does your, have you thought about like, well, I guess you can't answer that because you, you, it would depend on the third child, like what they did. But I was like, I wonder what the math does. Like how, what do you think? What if you had seven? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that, I, I don't know. I mean, we're only going to have two, but like, that's good. That's a good number. Yeah. With two, you can play man to man defense. Somebody has told me that three is hard because at that point it's zone. You got to switch to zone defense. That's right. Plus you can have an easy four piece band. Family yeah. band. And third kids tend to be rough, I think. Okay. At least all the ones that I know. Uh, yeah. So. Shots fired, third kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one, Dick. Third kids? <laughs> third kids are a problem. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to chance that because this second kid, and Maggie and I are both second kids, is a dream. 
There you go. Yeah. Well, my uh, sister's happy to hear this. She was she was the second kid, so. But she Caitlin, good for you. I don't know. I think I was more so than her, but I don't know. Only because uh, really, it's not fair to her. She had like colic uh, as a baby, so that's not her fault. It was just, uh, colic is the baby's fault. Why would it not be? <laughs> it's in their body. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you responsible for? If not that. Hot takes. You're really good at hot takes. <laughs> uh, okay, so you did you? I, we talked about this earlier, but you don't have any honorable mentions. No, I. You know, it was the stove was about to burn my house down, so I just had to stop. Okay, I've got I've got a few. Hot take one. This is a two parter. It just missed my list. Only two of the nine Star Wars movies. Well, there's more than nine, but like of the main trilogy ones. Only two of the nine Star Wars movies are good, and only two of the nine Fast and Furious movies are bad. I like that a lot, and I would co-sign that. Yeah, although I haven't seen a few of the Fast and Furious movies, but I know the latest ones are all good. I'm just a couple behind. Okay. Uh, that's that's kind of why I left it off my list, because I can't fully get on board with that one yet until I see uh, a few of the latest Fast and Furious, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Uh, one more movie one. The Matrix is a dumb movie for idiots. I've said this so many times that I, I'm just not going to leave it as an take. That's almost like your personal brand. It's yeah. like The Matrix sucks. <laughs> Here's a book one for uh, all the Agatha Christie heads out there. Murder on the Orient Express has a lame ending and shouldn't be considered one of Agatha Christie's best books. Ooh, I gotta ask Lisa about this because she just read that. I yeah, a little more love for uh, the murder of Roger Ackroyd. There. All uh, right. Okay. Another hot take. Uh, this one should have been on my list, but I just, I don't know, maybe it's too negative. The invention of cars basically ruins society. That's, I could see that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, several demographics, car deaths are often like the top way to die. Yeah. Uh, never mind what it's done to city planning and putting like highways everywhere. Yep. Uh, it's, People have moved far away from cities because they can with cars, and that is environmentally incredibly wasteful. Yeah. Yeah. Ruins I think you mentioned it, but the urban planning part, like the city of Chicago is a case study for what happens when you, when, what they did for cars, basically. Yeah, and that ruins neighborhoods, too. Chicago's not even the worst city. I mean, it's not good, but, like, at least Chicago has decent transit, the city itself. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about like some of the people that got displaced when they were moving stuff because of building oh, yeah. highways and you know stuff like that too. Like, yep. they're uh, definitely for folks interested in that. I love the book American Pharaoh, which talks about the older daily uh, and his legacy from the what fifties through early seventies as Chicago mayor, and it talks about I ninety and building that and why there's such a like a wicked turn in it right before the Sox Stadium because it otherwise it would have gone down his childhood street. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Which is funny. Um, okay. Another hot take that's sort of a two-parter. Cats are bad pets and birds are the worst pets. Agreed. Another hot take. This one's not even that hot unless you're from one of these states maybe, but the U.S. would be better if we got rid of the North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, and most of Texas column of states and smushed the rest of the country closer together. <laughs> yes. It's too oh, big man. of a country, and we don't need those states. Sorry. Okay. Well, but are we keeping Florida and Texas in this scenario? 
Well, most of Texas would have to go away in that scenario. Okay, that's a start. Yeah. That's a start. We're we're making progress. Yeah. Uh, Ricotta cheese ruins lasagna. Ricotta cheese sucks. What is... What is that one? Is that the one that's like... It looks like... It's kind of cottage cheese looking. I think... Okay. People put it in lasagna, I think, mostly for consistency's sake. But folks out there, find a different way. Find yeah. a different way. You've heard it here. Uh, Roger Moore was the best James Bond. The fact that people pay more for leather seats in their cars is idiotic. Zelda Breath of the Wild is the best video game of all time. Here's, here's a good one. Tell me what you think about this one. We should genetically modify more types of berries. There aren't enough types of berries. <laughs> like, really, all you have is raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, and blackberries, and cherries. And that's kind of it. I mean, there's a couple other fringe ones, but... Elderberry. Yeah, we need more berries. More good berries, I should say. Okay. This one for the hip-hop heads might be controversial. Biggie was a good rapper, but shouldn't even be considered top 20 because he rarely stuck a landing on a verse. Mm. I any, any popular Biggie song... Like the verses just like trail off and end, and then it goes into the chorus. Like listen to even some of his best songs, like uh, like Juicy. Like the verse just ends with like, uh, and it's all good. And if you don't know, maybe yes, like power line to end a verse, stick the landing. He almost never does. Well, I do, but I do remember good. I agree with that. But what about like things done change like? You're either slinging crack rock or you got a wicked jump shot. I feel like he had like he has good some, lines, he has good lyrics, but maybe not. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I feel like if you're going to be an all timer, like that, that's unacceptable to end verses like that on a consistent basis. All right. Uh, and then my last one, which came up in an earlier episode, so I didn't want to include it, but Bill Russell is the best basketball player of all time. All right. There you go. Man, you had some good ones. Are these just, were these sitting in like a hot takes folder that you had to just. Pre- no, like pre- they just started coming. You did this. You did a very good job on this. I have to commend your hot take list. I, but there are ones that you brought up that I, I, I agreed with, but I couldn't figure out a way to like state like your insurance one is so spot on. Yeah. But I was thinking about like individual like health insurance. Like I hate the way that's set up. Most people agree with that. But like you, you went across the board all insurance. That's bold. abolish insurance. Yeah, defund uh, insurance companies. <laughs> yeah, other folks. This is one. Write us in, please, because there's a million hot takes out there. We know it, uh, and we want to hear yours. Uh, so hit us up, whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. Um, or Hit us up on our Twitter, that's at Whiskey Sessions, and we'll read your tweets and we'll read your emails on a future episode. Uh, but we got to get your emails for this episode. So without further ado, these are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. Uh, all right. I've got an email that says, hey, fellas, loved you talking about best and worst broadcasters, and it got me thinking, if you could call any sport outside of the major four, what would it be? This is from Chasen in Delavan, Wisconsin. Mm. Well, speaking of Delavan, which has a world-class golf course in it, um, I would do golf. Not a surprise, probably. Mm. Yeah, that seems that's, uh, that's a good one. I like I could see doing golf or just 
a slower sport like that. Like that's what I would want to do. That's if you have to like really stay on top of the action, I'm not sure I would do very well. Yeah. Um, but I'd also love to do a sport that I just don't know shit about. Like mm. give me rugby or give me cricket. And I would just attempt to describe what's happened. I have I like no idea that. I would... how the rules for either sport work. Yeah, I would like to see that. I still, I cannot figure out what's happening with cricket. Like, I, oh. they, they have like a batsman, and there's something to do with like the way they throw the ball in, and but it just seems like they stand square and they've got like a huge paddle, so it's like <laughs> they're just waiting for it to come, and then they hit it. It's like it's not. I don't know. I, I, I know I'm completely ignorant because I, it's a very popular sport, but I just don't understand it. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, and at this point, like willfully not trying to understand it either. Yeah. Uh, all right. What do you got? The old email box. Dear whiskey sessions. I've invented a new whiskey related product. It's called the whiskey and it's a combination of a basic cooking whisk and a key. Say goodbye to your fears about being caught unprepared to get into a door and make an omelet on short notice from the ideas, man. I love it. But you know what? Like ideas, man, I almost feel like, you know, at some restaurants, they'll have a key to the bathroom that is tied to something enormous. Uh-huh. Like, I almost feel like I've seen it tied to a whisk before, but maybe, maybe my brain is just conflating things and that's not true. But something made me think of that as soon as you read that email. Oh, maybe that's like, maybe that could be part of it too. You could have the whisk on there for cooking and then you can get it in the bathroom so you can get those two things mixed up together. I like it. Yeah, I, that's a great idea though. The only thing is, like, between the two of us, I do most of the cooking uh, between Maggie and I, but she does most of the losing keys. So I don't know. <laughs> Another hot take. <laughs> Another hot take. Hey, hey. I got to cut out some of this recording. Good thing she doesn't listen <laughs> Yeah, that's one good thing. It's like, it's just like I get enough of that in my day-to-day life. I don't need to. I don't need to hear more. Yeah. Um, oh, great email though. Uh, do you kind of, what's your take on this invention? I like it. I think, um, I hope we hear more from the ideas, man. Cause that's a really good start. Um, that is anything that's a pun based invention. I'm usually on board with it. So I think, I think there's a rich vein here to be, <laughs> to be mined. Uh, all right. Again, folks at home, you can hit us up on Twitter at Whiskey Sessions or send us an email, whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. And we will read that email on a future episode. But that does it for our Vin Baker plus 100 episode. Be pimped. You got any words of wisdom to leave our wonderful listeners with? Who would have thought at 2.30 in the morning after drinking a bunch of whiskey and eating peace pizza and talking endlessly about Vin Baker, we'd be sitting here 142 episodes in. Do you believe it? Living the dream. Living the dream. Hot takes. Yeah. All right. Until next time, this is Amen. Peace out. And be pimps in. Bye-bye.